You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, sponsored by Brenthurst Wealth. And with me from Brenthurst Wealth today for It's My Money is Johan Berger. And you sent me something this morning. I suppose it's not an original observation or question, but it's something that needs to be revamped and researched all the time. The topic for today, you say, is where to draw income from investments and asset allocation, especially given current circumstances. You go on to say the following... Many investors have a wide variety of different instruments, and they range from, number one, pure normal liquid investments. That might be cash, bonds, or equities. Okay, you can get in and out. That's what you mean by liquid. Then you've got retirement assets in the form of annuities, preservation pension funds, and also living annuities. Then some South Africans have also direct offshore investments that are not in rands, but I don't know whether it be euros or US dollars. Now, what about when a client, a person, needs a monthly income? That is an interesting one, especially given the low interest rate environment. And I think that's what you want to focus on today. Yeah, basically what I mean by that is um, the objective of most investments, if you think about it, is is in order to provide a certain standard of living or income the day you retire. Um, and a lot of people with, let's say, pension money or that go on retirement in South Africa, normal thing to do is to transfer and turn that pension fund into a living annuity. So that's a, the name of, a, of an investment where you are obligated to draw monthly income from um, the day you retire. And and the whole point of, of this exercise, because people do have various kinds of investments, liquid investments, and sometimes they think, oh, maybe I should not touch that portion. I must only draw from my living annuity. The problem that comes with that scenario is if you, if I can use an example, if you have, let's say, one million rand in a liquid investment, yes, and let's say one million rand in a pension amount or living annuity in my example, and you require, let's say, 10,000 rand a month, if you're going to take... 10,000 rand from your living annuity, that full 10,000 rand will be taxable income. But if you think about it, if you split the 10,000 rand, so take a total amount of 10,000 rand of your total asset value and maybe 5,000 rand from your liquid, uh, from your living annuity and 5,000 rand from your liquid investment, your after tax that you get in your pocket will be more because the one is taxable income and the other one is non-taxable income. So that's why I indicate to people that it's very important to make sure where you draw the income from. Okay. And that also means that it's very important where you put the income in the first place in order to, from where to draw it, if you see what I mean. Um, so you've got to say to yourself, well, in 10 years time, I'm going to need X amount of a thousand rand per month. So therefore, I need to know that I've my income is going to be drawn from this particular vehicle, this particular investment. So it attracts less tax. Is that correct? Absolutely, 100%. And and based on my previous example, now a lot of the listeners might say, well, if that's the, the case in terms of the one attracts less tax, why don't I take all my income from, for example, the liquid? Because it it's not taxable income when you draw an income. That's where you have to provide some sort of an emergency fund or liquid capital. Um, in current circumstances, not just in South Africa, everywhere in the world, 
it's always important to have some sort of liquidity, whether it's for medical reasons, something at home, and a particular emergency can at any given time arise where you need liquid capital. So a combination of the two plays a vital role. And then the next part in terms of asset allocation, uh, we prefer where you draw from um, that particular portion to be in a more conservative asset classes. It could either be a money market or a, a bond type of exposure. And for the long-term um, investments where you know you're not going to redeem any income from that, obviously more equity exposure. And currently in South Africa, and we can have a long discussion about that, about all the risk currently in South Africa, we do prefer offshore investments. And the range remains under under threat in terms of weakening, um, and we do see more value in offshore investments. Yes, there are so many things you have to think about at the moment, despite the fact that the markets are very close to all-time record highs. And when I say the markets, I mean the equities markets, because they are, they're having an extraordinary run at the moment. But whether that continues or not, we don't know. That's not for us to predict. But you talk about aspects such as liquidity. You've mentioned that. Economic and political risk, that is always in the back of our mind. Estate planning, which is something that is within our control, uh, whereas economic and political risk isn't. The long-term view, the long-term view is, of course, that risky assets like equities must play an enormous part of your portfolio because they always bounce back, as as evidenced in the last two and a half months or so. But also tax plays a vital role, and tax regimes do change, uh, particularly in South Africa. It's constantly being being tweaked. So what would you say that we, sh- we should do with the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic? Because that's uh, where the emergency fund comes in, I think. Yeah, what I what I do see now, um, almost on a on a regular basis, um, a lot of clients don't need their full investments, um, but they certainly do need more capital, whether for themselves or for family members who lost their jobs in the let's in the last two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that's not just a South African thing; that's a worldwide thing. Um, so in terms of asset allocation, the way you set up certain things. Remember, from a South African point of view, pension money in terms of pension funds, retirement annuities, and also living annuities do not form part of um, your estate. So you don't pay state uh, tax on it, um, and there will be no executive fees on that portion. Um, So that planning part comes into it. The same with liquid investments. They do form part of your estate. So it's very, very important to, to establish Um, It's almost you need to balance the two. I need to redeem a little bit from the one, but at the same time to provide protection from an emergency fund uh, point of view. Um, And the same applies, obviously, with asset allocation. Yes, and I think people mustn't view COVID-19, coronavirus, as something that is just going to go away. It's going to be a part of our lives for the next couple of years, probably, because even though the stock market and economies seem to be bouncing back, certainly stock markets, the fact is that there is another bounce back as well and a rather unpleasant bounce back of increased cases of the virus and also increasing death. So there may be a second wave of selling. So we have to be mindful of this. Uh, So we, we must sort of tread with some caution, I think, Johan. Oh, definitely. I fully agree. Um, but there are certain things you can, in a way, control and certain things you can't control in terms of COVID-19 and the impact. Um, 
it's not something we really can control, whether it's in South Africa or globally. Um, the impact on individuals, for example, um, on taxes, we're running at a massive deficit in South Africa. And a big concern within branches is where's all this money going to come from? Um, at the end of the day, the taxpayer um, will pay for it. Um, so there might be a, an increase in taxes going forward, mm. um, but we're already at really high levels. Um, I think we reached that ceiling where it's very difficult to either increase capital gains tax or a state duty tax or personal income tax for that matter. Um, but there are certain investments available on the market where you can protect as a wealthy individual to say, how can I reduce my capital gains tax? And I think more and more investors need to look into those factors to say, well, long term, in order to reduce and protect my investments from a rapid increase of taxes, whether capital gains tax or normal interest rate tax, um, I think individuals need to look into that more and it becomes more and more important. And what becomes more and more important as well, given what you've just said, is having a financial advisor to do that. And that's where you step in, of course. You don't have to give me a precise sum here. You don't have to be too prescriptive about it. But if I wanted, for example, to draw 20, 25,000 a month, uh, assuming that I had a house uh, that was fully paid for, I didn't have any debt, no credit card debt, I didn't have a lavish lifestyle, but I needed to draw, uh, for whatever reason, 20 to 25,000 rand per month at the moment. How much would I need to have as a lump sum in various investments, various vehicles in order to achieve that? Okay, 25,000 rand a month equates to 300,000 per annum. Um, and we always, in the past, when the, especially in South Africa, when the market was doing well and we had rapid or really good growth, we could work with a 5 6% income level that you take from your investments. Um, at this time, with low interest rates or, or relatively for South Africa, we, we feel a 4% or even lower is more advisable. So if you take the 300,000 at a at a 5%, that equates to roughly 6 million rand mm. um, so of investment. So you need a little bit more than that. Let's say, for example, 7 million, if I'm doing quick math um, now. So you need a base of 7 million to provide monthly income before tax of 25,000 rand. So very, very important to work out your budget to say, what do I need on a monthly basis after tax? And that's the most important after tax mm. um, to, to keep your standard of living going forward. A scary prospect for most South Africans, sadly. Johan, thank you so much for your time. That was a good chat. And um, it's made I'm sure it's made a lot of people think very hard about their, their futures, um, the short-term, medium and long-term, given what you've just said. That's Johan Berger, who is from Brentos Wealth in Pretoria. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.